everyone. I am here with Ankara Rose. We have such a treat today because so many of us create online courses and have that as part of our business. We don't have a background in curriculum design. Most of us are not former teachers. So we have a wonderful guest here who does have that background and can help us to apply those principles to our online courses. I can't wait to hear how. No matter what you're promoting, you need to get it in front of more people. Check out Website Traffic School, where you'll learn all four pillars of online traffic with plenty of support and accountability and none of the overwhelm. You'll find it at financiallyfreeauthor.com slash traffic school. Welcome, Amara. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so glad to be here. This is what important stuff. Um, so now you are an entrepreneur, you are a service-based business helping others. How did you transition from what you were doing before into this online space? Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. I have been teaching for over 20 years, but never in a classroom. I've taught lots of workshops and I've done a lot of one-on-one -on -one and small groups with kids, with adults. Like I've really, I grew up like my sister's a teacher, my mother's a teacher. Now my husband is a teacher, right? So education and this idea of like connecting and, and teaching people, sharing your magic, sharing your gifts, that's always been a part of what I did. Um, I so so really i transitioned into like building a business out of this officially as opposed to kind of like doing some stuff on the side when i had my kids right so i had my kids and i and for me it was very important that i could be home with them and i and i didn't want to let all those gifts that i had just kind of like sit and go to waste so i started to pivot and it's really these past few years, everything was kind of still in person. Once COVID hit, everything has shifted online. And it's been a really fun and exciting way to explore how can I do the same magic that I do in person, right? Because a lot of us have done work in person and we're used to that space. And how can I make it translate really effectively? How can I, you know, how can I be the best teacher possible and course creator possible in any format? And this is the format now, you know, like this, this, these are the times that we're in. Definitely. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. So if somebody has an online business like myself, mm -hmm. I do this done for you service, but I also have been working on a course because not everybody wants done for you, can afford you. So if somebody is like, I should add a course to my business, where do you start with that? Yeah. So there's lots of schools of thought, but as somebody who has taught probably over a thousand people at this point, I want to just start the framework with less is more and keeping it simple. So when you think about what are the things that you offer one-on-one, -on -one, right? This is kind of the way that, that I think about it. And when I'm working one-on-one -on -one with someone to help them design their course, this is kind of the conversation we have. We go into it and we say, well, you have all of these skills. What's the foundation? It's my favorite place to start. Where do you want these people to be before they get to you? Right. And that's a beautiful place because it's almost like when we're starting a new coaching relationship, service-based relationship, whatever way we're serving, we want the people that we're working with to have 
this foundational knowledge or else the first few sessions or a lot of our time, even on a, in a VIP day, right? Like it, it goes into this teaching. So if you can take these, these are the basics that I start every session teaching people about this, this, and this, turn that into your course. And now all of a sudden you've got this beautiful entry point. And then by the time people are done with this course, if they want to continue with you, it's like, it just, yeah, it's an unfolding, question. you know? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I often talk about lead magnets in that way. Right. What's the, the first step you can give them so that they're ready to say yes to your paid offers. Exactly. And so like you can take, like, let's, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, let's say, let's, um, let's say I'm a healer. Okay. I'm a healer and I work with people on healing their nervous system, right? Someone might come to me and they're like, I'm super stressed out. I want you to help me heal this. Right. And I might say, well, do you, have you heard of the nervous system? Because this is the foundation of what I do. I have this course. This is a beautiful place to start. And it can be, you know, it can be paid. It can be low cost as a funnel piece, mm -hmm. right? Or eventually it can be like the meat and potatoes of your business can be this course. When it's the meat and potatoes, that's when you want to get these tinier lead magnets, right? Like here's a 10 tips on how to do, you know, how to heal your nervous system. Get one step back and exactly. what leads into the course and the course leads into the next thing. Exactly. So it's almost like reverse engineering mm -hmm. and thinking about people like, where are they when they come into your world? And what are the things that they need to know to feel ready to take that next step with you? Very nice. What are some things that you see in people's online courses that are mistakes they're making because they don't know curriculum? Okay, so this is like <laughs> this is like all I think about all the time because I have to admit, like, not only am I a teacher for twenty years and a curriculum expert, I am—I won't call it like compulsive, but I am—I am such a learner. I am always taking courses, and I am in courses for anything that I'm interested in, I sign up for the course because I I do. I just love to learn. So I, I see a lot of mistakes. So the, the biggest mistake that I see is, is too much, too much information. You know, we can think about like how many times in our lives do we want to make a change about something and we start reading about it and then we start watching this video and then we start reading that book. And by the end, we have so much information. Our brain is full, but we don't know how to take steps forward. So one course, one topic, right? Like let it be a one-to-one -one. start there. You know, as you grow your business and grow your courses, you can include more sections, more, you know, uh, like different topics. It can be like a bigger overarching theme in your course, but the smaller you start. Okay. So keeping it a one-to-one, -one, keeping the modules short. I love many of the people who I've taken courses with, but I'm not going to sit there for two hours and 20 minutes while I'm being talked at, mm. no matter how interested I am in the content, because I'm a mom and I'm a, a business owner and I want to take care of my health. I don't want to sit down and look at, you know, like we really have to put ourselves in the shoes of our students. What does my client, what does my student have time for? How can we get them from A to B in the simplest, shortest amount of time without skipping steps, but like 
that's the way we're thinking. We have to honor our students' lives. Mm -hmm. So again, keeping it simple, keeping every module short. I mean, really, our attention spans are shorter than ever, like 20 minutes max. Right. And if you're going to do a longer course, because I do, I do like sometimes I will have an hour or an hour and a half long offer that I have. What I do is I build breaks into it. Right. So even if you're pre-recording something, well, if you're pre-recording, it's super easy. You just hit stop and you upload it into small chunks every 20 ish minutes. You keep your module short. If you're doing live and you have people on live, you, you do a bio break. All right, everyone stand up, get a sip of water, come back you know, use a bathroom if you need to, right? That getting up and moving changes our brain's ability to, to absorb, to receive whatever it is that we're taking in, right? Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, let's say I've recorded this hour and a half long masterclass that I want to make into a course. Instead of just taking that whole thing and sticking it as a replay, like put it in a course portal, walk away, never, never look at it again, cut it up into small chunks, right? Ideally you're working from an outline where you know what, these are the points. These are the three main things that I'm talking about in my course. So you would break up those chunks based on what those main points are. And if you really want to be amazing with a replay, um, put time code on it for important things. If you're doing journaling prompts, just write the questions down underneath the video. It's like the easiest things. We, It's no good to anyone if it's too long, too much information, not organized, um, and doesn't have tangible action steps, right? So that's, hopefully that made, that makes sense, right? Like I, I think yeah. for any of us. I think I was talking to somebody who speaks about talking on stage and teaching from stage. And she said the same thing was simplify it, stick to one thing. I think a lot of us have this fear that we're not going to give enough value and then people are going to be disappointed in what we've delivered. And so we pack more and more and more stuff into it will make them value us. Yes, so that's kind exactly. Of yeah, yeah, exactly. It's something actually that I talk about all the time. You know, we love to bonus stack our offers and we put it, oh, well, then if you join my course, then you get access to my 15 hour course that I did, you know, then and this and that. And it just creates more overwhelm. Mm. And as a buyer, right, as a student, I would rather have something that's short to the point that I know I can achieve than be given more and more information. Like, I don't want extra. I just want what I need. Mm. Um, that's a great point. Yeah. So this makes me think, do you have any suggestions about how to sell one's course? I mean, I love to, it's kind of like, like what we talked about already about like, well, what's this foundation? I love to sell with a masterclass, either low paid or free. Uh, to me, if you're selling a course, people want to see what it's like and feel what it's like to like be led by you, to be taught by you. So you would take even just from your the foundational module one, what's one piece from the introductory module from your course? What's that foundational piece? 
and you turn that into a free masterclass or it can be a challenge, like a three-day challenge. Mm -hmm. I, I will say this with challenges and some people disagree with me. I feel like beyond three days, you mostly lose people. Mm. If you can keep it to three days, keep it short. You're going to keep people there to the end. And most people on their challenges don't really sell into the last day anyway. So if you're doing a challenge that lasts a really long time or it has too many steps, you're going to lose people. Yeah. It goes back to the we're busy and we're yeah. we're moms. We don't have time for this. Yeah. I was in a challenge where the person did five minute videos and I was and that I went all five days to. It was five minute video and action steps. And I was like, okay, I have five minutes. I can do this, you know, yeah. um, but, but the three and a half hour ones I can't do. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And do you encourage people to put other materials in there? Not just videos. You mentioned having journal prompts written down, like yeah. books and other ways of engaging with the material. Is that yeah. Absolutely. Um, anything that gets people writing, gets people thinking, uh, but isn't so much that it's overwhelming. It, if we want people to take action, we have to make it really easy for them. And that's part of like, it's part of an effect of living in this world where we're very busy and very distracted. Distracted. So how can we make it so simple? Like one, what I would say one to three small action steps. It having a workbook is great, but I find that often people don't print it out anyway. We spend all this time making this big, beautiful workbook. P.S. Make a black and white version. Make sure that it's printable in black and white. A lot of people don't want to use all their colored ink for something they, they might not uh, even get through, right? Um, but having a workbook page, if you're doing something live, like a free masterclass, and it's in a Facebook group, or maybe even on like a Voxer or Telegram chat, you can have people just post their answers right in the group, make one thread. That's another really great way to create some accountability to get, and to get people engaged and to get yeah. people making, taking steps. And the same thing, if you're doing it in, if you have a course and as part of that course support, you've got a Facebook group or, you know, on, on any platform, you know, where you have some sort of community, when people see other people taking action, it inspires them to take action as well. Yes. So you have a VIP day, the same way that I do, where you work with somebody and get a whole lot of work done in one day. Yes. Tell us what that looks like working with you. Yeah. Um, this is something like relatively new that I've been doing in a VIP day format. And it's super fun because I think for a lot of a lot of my clients feel really overwhelmed by the process of like, how do I break down my ideas and the things that I do so naturally? How do I make a process out of that? How do I make modules out of the thing that I do? Yeah, just like so naturally. So that's really what what we do in a session kind of start to finish we'll go through and we'll kind of whittle out like well what's your big vision for your course and then we'll break it down into modules mm -hmm. and then we'll even set up a, a flow for each of your modules and a plan like is this going to be pre-recorded is it going to be live where are you going to host it how are you going to do it um so the idea is that you kind of come with an idea right it's not 
not a good thing if you have no idea what you want to offer. We can refine your idea, but you got to come with something in order for us to get something out of it. But, you know, we really get to take you like from this place of I want to, but I'm overwhelmed to like, I have a tangible thing that I can now take action on. Um, you can tell right from this conversation, like I'm so, I'm really passionate about making things tangible and it's, I've, you know, like full disclosure, I've signed up for so many things that were such a deep disappointment because, you know, it was either just information and, and no tangibles or, you know, just mindset work with no action steps. The, the action is where it comes alive for us. That's where we make changes. So that's the way that I lead everything that I do. It's very experiential and action-based. And it's how I encourage everyone who works with me to create their courses as well. Do you have a favorite course platform for people? I am. <laughs> There's so many options. Yes. Okay. I have mixed feelings, right? So I, I think Kajabi is awesome, right? However, I don't use Kajabi. I feel like it is a lot of money. And until you are at a place in your business where you are ready to invest that amount, like, yes, I can, but I, I use something completely different at this point. But um, it's, it's a place that stops a lot of people and it puts an unnecessary pressure to sell a course. Like in the beginning, you, you want to sell, you want to get as many people enrolled as possible, but you don't want that pressure of like, if I don't sell, then I can't keep my stuff on the platform. And I've actually worked with a lot of people who signed up for Kajabi, built a whole course out and had to pull it all down because they couldn't afford it anymore, which is super disappointing. I've worked with Thinkific, which I also liked. I actually use Thrivecart. So Thrivecart is a, it's mostly like, it's like a, it's a cart you know, sales page. Um, but they have, it's an upgraded option, but they have thrive cart learn. And I just build all my courses and, and PS there's no, like, there's no affiliate link or anything. It's like $700 for life for life. That's including that upgrade to, to be able to host your courses. You do need something like Vimeo or YouTube to host the video and then you embed it. But like, I tell everyone, like, if you can make that investment, you know, you're going to be making courts, courses or classes like that's an awesome place to start. Okay. I, they have a very good affiliate program as well in they terms do. of creating affiliates for yourself. I know the people that I'm an affiliate for use Thrivecart for that. I have a login with like a bunch of different products in there. Yeah. I've never explored it from any other side before. So that's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, it's fun. And, uh, and you can I customize can... it pretty well. Like you can make, you can even make your sales page in there. That's where I make my sales pages. Yeah. Does it connect with an email or do you have to have like mailer light or something? I like have it? ConvertKit and it connects directly. I think it also connects with MailChimp. I don't know about all of the other ones. And then, you know, your payment processors as well all connect yeah. there. Oh, fantastic. It's well, solid. It's solid and cheap, which I like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not cheap, but like affordable compared to several hundred a month. It's, yeah. it's a really big like, I use Kartra for myself and really most like. people are good at $99 a month, which is less than Kajabi. It's a very similar platform, similar offerings, yeah. and Kajabi is like 160 to 200 a month. And yeah. if you want to make multiple courses, it's even more. Goodness. 
with Kajabi. Yeah, I I I think Thank that my next like, switch will probably be Kartra because I just I first of all I think it, it's it's a beautiful platform. The pages that I see are really like they're gorgeous and I aesthetically like I like that and it has all the features so it, it feels like the, I love working the all in one cuz makes funnels easy and I love funnels. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, okay. I will remember to recommend Thrivecart for people that is very good tip follow yeah. that away in my brain right <laughs> <laughs> trying to think what else did i want to ask you about courses um what are some of your biggest tips for people who want to add a course element to their business so again i would say like think about like start with one and keep it simple for yourself um yeah, like if it's something, right? Like let's say you do, you kind of like have your your toes in a lot of different things that your business does, right? If you can figure out a way to make the course that you offer something that again can be a foundation, but not just for one piece of your offer suite, but can connect to multiple pieces. Mm -hmm. So when you think about like your your brand pillars, perhaps, right? Like these are these are the the foundational pieces of what I do. If it can connect if your course can connect to one of those, there's a chance that in your client journey, right? Like what are all of the pieces that your client's going to be like, where are all the places that you can bring your client? Um, you, you want that course to be something that leads into multiple options for them working with you. Mm, love that. You know, it's, it's interesting because when I, when I started in this, I was not, I, I didn't have any business background at all. So I never thought about it in terms of the bigger picture and what I'm creating, like what's the umbrella that I'm creating. But now that I have that experience, I see how, intentional each course can be and how it truly, I mean, you're the funnel queen, right? So like, you know, each piece when you're intentional about it can explode in multiple different directions and feed the same system. Business. Yes. You <laughs> can feed you. <laughs> so I have created my course and now I'm like, gosh, it would be really nice if Ankara could just like look it over. Do you have a product that's like, I will review what you've done? I do audits. I do. I do. I do course audits. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's something I think that a lot of people are afraid to, to, to sign up for um, because... And I'm not hard, you know, I'm not harsh, but I definitely I'm looking at it through the lens of a student and how to make it the most effective. And sometimes it means not necessarily re-recording. I can't think of a time where I had someone re redo something, but sometimes they need to like hire out somebody to like break it into chunks or make a transcript or like really whatever is necessary. Uh, but if you, if like as a business owner, if you're willing, I think audits are great in, in all areas of our business, social media audits, a financial audit, right? Like it gives us feedback outside of ourselves. We can only yeah. see. And it's always hard to see your own things. Even if you're a specialist in course creation and you've made a course, you're still going to want an outside perspective on it because it's really hard to evaluate our own things. Absolutely. And it's why I always ask for feedback 
I, I actually ask for anonymous feedback and testimonials, which I don't always get the testimonials. I often get the feedback, um, but it's, but I would rather hear the harsh, like this didn't work than go on feeling like it's working and sell something that's not actually meeting my students' needs. Um, but you're exactly right. Um, and, and just so you know, like my, my own personal process as well, just like a teacher in a classroom at the end of the day or at the end of the unit, they're refining their lesson plans. They're going back and they're thinking like, this worked, this didn't work. So even if they're not teaching it again ever, or they're not teaching it again until the following year, right? Sometimes we teach a course, we teach it multiple times. Sometimes it's, it's a one and done. We can still learn lessons from what worked and what didn't work and apply them to the next time. It requires reflection, right? So that's built into my process as a leader, as a teacher. And it's, just, and it's also the same in one-on-ones and the same in, in coaching, Right. Always. That's that's a responsibility piece that I think that we have to our clients as leaders. Yeah. So where can people go to learn more about your VIP day and your other offers? I anyone is welcome to follow me on social media um, at Ankara Rose, uh, which is spelled down there. Um, and I have. A, I have like a, it's not quite a sales page, but I've got a little, a link. If you're interested in doing a create a course in a day, VIP day with me, um, I can happily share that link with you and yeah, with everyone. That in the show notes for yeah. sure. Yeah. And other than that, like on social media right now, I'm not focused on selling my course creation courses. I'm doing some other work, which is, you know, how I learn how to teach better courses all the time. Um, but it's always really woven in because it's a big part of what I do. Yeah. All right. What is a final tip that you would like to leave us with? Final tip is, and I, I think I said it already, but I want to reiterate it. Put yourself in your students' shoes. Think about if I don't have the time to sit through two hours, neither will my student. If I don't want to just learn information without applying it, neither does my student, right? Like that, those are the kinds of questions that as leaders we need to ask ourselves and as teachers when we're creating. And okay, one more, one more little thing, right? Like teaching is a skill. Course creation is a skill. So it's okay if your first couple, couple of courses are not amazing. The more you do it, the better you get at it. So don't stop. You get to refine as you go. Um, better you're doing it and learning than letting perfection stop you from reaching more people with your magic and with your gifts. Yes. Very true. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's been delightful to have you here. Yeah. The timing is is wonderful because as you just mentioned, leading into a course with a master class, uh, what time is it? At one o'clock Eastern, I'm giving my free master class that Yay! sells my course and VIP day. So I feel like I'm, I'm on track. This is the magic. It's the magic's already happening. You got the magic. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. 
all right well i'll be reaching out to you soon and we'll get that link and put it in the show notes and thank you everyone for tuning in <laughs>